Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. I know that somebody was saying online that they wanted, or maybe it was in an email, that they wanted us to splice in old recordings of the Megatimer just so it sounded familiar. But oh, right. I don't think we should because this is how you know, you will know when quarantine has lifted. But don't read the news. Don't go no. outside. Just wait until the Jeff and Casey show has a real mega timer again, and then you'll know. Then you know it's safe. Then you know. And be- we know that's true because you and I have been extremely cautious. That's true. And and so because uh, we went, I was very worried early. I remember the last time I saw you in person, you- I was walking, and I was like, Casey, I looked at this spreadsheet, yes. and it said two million people. By the end of uh, March, and it's a, it was a month late. You're the one who told me. I, I yeah. because I hadn't really been looking at it at all, but like I for some reason for some reason I still don't totally do the thing. Like if the news is talking about politics, then I correctly assume they're full of shit all the time because I've right. just learned that right. But for some reason, like there's still some times when I don't, or like if they tell you like. That there's new nutritional science, right? I know to just completely ignore it because it's completely full of shit. But like, there's some times when, for whatever reason, I still don't quite remember that if I read something in the news, it's wrong. So I read the like, you know, when I the only thing I'd read about it was like, don't worry about it because the flu is worse or something. Like it was just something, and I like ignored it. And then you were saying it, and I'm like, okay, so Jeff is saying this, and he's usually wrong about numbers, but. So I sent you an email after. I was like, where are you getting the numbers? And you sent me some things. And I was like, oh, this this doesn't look good. I'm like, this yeah. this doesn't look like a 500-pound squirrel. This looks like an actual real 500-pound monster thing yeah, that's coming. Yeah, it's like a cyber-toothed it. saber squirrel. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so yes. So you can tell when we get the Mega Timer back that we are back face-to-face instead of this way. And, uh, you know, the mix worked mostly okay. We, normally, we have so much yeah. crosstalk that this cleaned that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there the- was occasional parts where I, like, kind of waited while Discord is thinking about yes. sending me the video frames. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, I think we did pretty good. Also, I mean, SNL sort of figured it out, too, which was, you know, they did the first one fairly live. Mm-hmm. And and it had problems. And then the second one, they were just like, look, we're just going to get the videos and edit them together. And I thought it was one of the better shows. Yeah. So you're like, hey, maybe, I don't know, maybe yeah. a little editing's good. Yeah. It's crazy it took them yeah. 43 years to figure that out. But I do think um, once in a while you get, there's probably some comedians. I mean, well, I know there are, you know, I've seen them or whatever, right? But there's some comedians who are so damn good that if you have them up on stage, they're funny, right? I mean, that's yeah. true. Saturday yes. Night Live at best has like max one of those at a time these days. Like they just don't have the kind of like. Uh, I think you could I make, still think you could make funny stuff with those people, but they're not. Th- so great that they can really do it live like they do it's just they need way more uh, rehearsal at the very least yeah you know what I, mean? oh, I think it's a, just a little different now too it's it's a different kind of show than it used to be where they try not yeah. to get out of balance like that yeah and and they have another thing where they're kind of casting for spots like here's our utility guy here's this guy here's this guy and it for mostly i think it leads to a certain level of quality but not kind of the spikes i think two years ago it was very good when they were just like we're gonna just write the craziest sketches and you got all these crazy things happening that were very non-traditional snl stuff but then they kind of switched back to form once trump was elected and then oh kind of that's what they do now yeah yeah. and occasionally it's good like brad pitt was really funny this week as um what's his name uh Fauci. I think so. Here's the thing. Maybe I'm just jaded, but like the humor that's kind of like really, really obvious humor, but I'm imp- impersonating a celebrity that you know. Yeah. Just, I don't find it funny at all. Yeah. Like, I it, think it, there has to people, be something more to yeah. it, or I'm just like, okay, like, yeah. Every single that, thing you said was 100% predictable, which is like kind of the opposite of comedy to me. Like, comedy yeah. to me, I have to not know what you're going to say. Um, mm-hmm. 
And also, I, I appreciate that- the high-level stuff more, too. Like, I think since watching Key and yeah. Peele, uh, and, of course, Mr. Show from way back when, I just, I like the high-concept stuff, too, now, yeah. to a certain extent. And most of that stuff so. just does, for the most part, require rehearsal and mm-hmm. uh, more than Editing. SNL gets. And it also yeah. is the writers are more powerful there than they are on SNL, which is a performer-based thing. It's just a different kind of yep. thing. Yep. And it's a weird, it's weird... It's weird thinking about since they've ran it for so long. And it, I think it's kind of cool that like Lauren is still running everything 50 <laughs> years later. Yeah. Like, and somehow still managed to keep on that weird pulse of society that a lot of things fell off pretty quickly of. And so it's impressive in one way, but yeah, it feels, I, I, I have liked this, uh, the last couple of years, but it is definitely a different kind of show. Um, and a lot of the things that drive that are weird to me about it are the weird, like almost um, uh, uh, mystical things that there are like, all right, well, this is the night we always all the writers always stay up overnight. This is what and things that you're like, wait, what, but we've had 50 years to learn that that doesn't lead to anything magic magically being better it's just they do it because that's how they've always done it yeah um yeah and so the, the, it, it's just wave weird. A dead but i mean i did comedy it was whatever. funny to see a normal snl show with snl writing that had editing and i was like okay this is good and the only thing they did live was the um you know the news desk thing and that was the part that was the roughest because uh, zoom delay it was all oh zoom delay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah 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 um anyway yeah this is this is one of our Jeff and Casey's where we got completely off track because we okay. have a plan about something that I don't I know what we're talking about, but I don't know the subject very well. So you're going to have to educate me and then I'm going to read you okay. some stuff about it. OK, yeah. OK, OK. Yes. So if you have not played Animal Crossing, which yeah. Jeff has not, yeah. you've probably at least like heard a ton of things about it. So I'm assuming that, you know, Animal Crossing. And yeah, and, and Lauren and Seth here in the house with me are addicted. Okay. Like every day they're like, oh, I got a new something for my island and it's awesome. Okay. And and I had a, another friend who made a Dodo Airlines like uh, sweatshirt. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, I, it's gotten a lot of friends. It's sort of confusing as a game in, in one sense because you have to understand sort of the idea idea behind it or you know to be honest i don't know how intentional animal crossing is as a design like i don't know that there's a designer of animal crossing who would could get up and give like a john blow style lecture about like what is this game about or something right it may be a little more like just sort of accidental than that at some level but either way it's a little confusing if you come from a perspective of like resource management games or even farming sims or stuff like that. Because really, if you watch it for a little while, what you realize about Animal Crossing is it's really just a dollhouse simulator is mostly okay. what it is, right? So it's kind so of... Can I ask, is yes. it first person? No. Do you... Okay. No, you have a rep, you have an avatar in this oh. fantasy world. But so you have to understand coming at it that it is less a game and more a dollhouse simulator. So it's kind of like replaces the concept that you would, and I don't necessarily mean specifically a dollhouse as in if you didn't liter- like a literal dollhouse, you won't like it. I mean more like if you have any inclination towards building maquettes of the real world and like put, cause other people do collection stuff where they'll collect little miniatures of things, right? It's that, right? It's, okay. it's that. It's the, it's not really model train set. It's more dollhouse. Like it's more decorative, less functional, but that's what is it, it basically Sims? is. No. Is it? Okay. It is a dollhouse simulator. That is what right. it is. So it's specifically not like the Sims has like goals and like there's like, a, a, a fair bit of actual management going on. This is more like just the idea is to collect things and create in spaces that you like with decorations and stuff like this. Like, well, now that's interesting because that's how I've heard most of my friends that are Sims heads just learned the code to give infinite money and then played correct. that way. And that is Animal right. Crossing. Now, okay, it does still have light 
game elements because there is a resource constraint. But the resource constraint is basically just, it's almost more time than it is anything else. So it's almost like a clicker game on a phone where you're just getting more resources by just doing stuff at all. And in Animal Crossing, at least in the, you know, in New Horizons, since they've already got your money, all, they're just automatically giving it to you over time. Like it's not trying to like get anything out of it. It's just like slowly doling out the content so that it feels, you know, it's like it's got a progression there. But you're just going to go around picking, you know, apples today and then you're going to sell them at the store for money and those apples are going to grow back. And it's like, you don't really need to worry about like min-maxing, like how do I fit the most number of apples in here? Although that's immediately what I think of when I pick it up, right? Because I'm more <laughs> in that headspace. I'm like, okay, wait, so what's the most expensive fruit in this part? Let's put it here, you know. But anyway, the the thing about Animal Crossing that's actually that the only reason we should talk about it is because stuff happens in this game that is like it is either extremely subversive okay or just accidentally i guess i don't know how to say it you can't probably be subversive by accident you would use a different term for that Okay. But there are so many hilarious things in this game that when you see, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what just happened? And it's like, it just keeps coming at you. So to give you a little bit of perspective on the basic way this game functions is you are like one of the first people to populate an island. And this island okay. is like randomly generated for you. So okay. it's your island. It's not your island. It is okay. a island. All right. Okay. And when you are populating this island, the person who is like the nominal owner or in charge of the island, I don't know because I don't play this game, right? I watch it played. Right. His name is Tom Nook. <laughs> and everything here is incorporated. So everything. Okay, you're saying that. Okay, keep going. What? So, no, go ahead. Well, I, I, there's a section here that I'm about to read that I was going to ask you about about this on this in the section of this financial times letter that I get every day. Yeah, yes. Yes. Has something called the bank of Nook. Yes. Yes. Section. Yes. So when right, you right. said Nook, I was like, wait a minute. I yes. heard that today. So Tom Nook is, I think he's like a raccoon maybe. Yeah. Or I think yeah, something that's like what this it says here. He looks sort of like a raccoon, uh, like a brownish raccoon, not, not, which I think, is that the normal color raccoons or raccoons black and white normally? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. We have them all over. But Doesn't matter. Point yeah. being. They don't, they don't, they don't set interest rates. I tell you that much. Yeah. Well, yeah. they do in here. They get so, in my garbage. So the first thing is like Tom Nook is basically like if you remember like watching the long short. Or something for those okay. of you out there who've seen this film or whatever. I'm trying to think of what the closest touch point is. But in 2008, when the financial market crashed, right? Like a lot <laughs> yeah. of the back blame was placed on these people who would go out to like the, you know, outer reaches of suburbia or whatever and convince people to buy homes using. That they can't afford. Like basically without telling them how much they'd have to pay. Right. right. It was just like you can have this home and you don't have to pay anything for it or you can pay this really small amount or something. And then later it turns out, oh, but you actually really signed up to pay huge amounts of money later when the interest rate changes or whatever. So all of a sudden you start getting these huge bills for mortgage payments. And of course you can't pay. So you go right. under right away. OK. Well, and also, I mean, and probably the bigger thing was the the leverage they let you use in those days with, you know, people think of like, oh, I put 20% down on something. Yeah. Is, is a very high amount to put down on a house normally. Yes. But that's a five to one leveraging of your money. That right. What you just did there. Yes. Even the fucking crazy lunatics on the stock market who would love to take all your money. They would yeah. love nothing more than to take all your money. Realize that, Two to one leverage is enough like, to fuck yourself, right? <laughs> Obviously, professional traders do all kinds of crazy stuff oh, yeah. to like exaggerate that yeah. like over and over and over to many times. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the housing market just came around from like, hey, you're you're putting no, people no, no. in a but, yeah. but that. So you're talking about why the actual crash happened. I'm talking about like the people who originated the loans that went bad. 
right? Oh, I see. So I see. I'm not talking about the trading or the like, you know, uh, credit default swaps or any of the well, fancy footwork. I actually think it's a similar to the same thing, in my opinion. I think most oh, things sure. is when it comes down to is just how much, how long a teeter totter are you going to give people? Oh, sure. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. some percentage of them do bad shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, <laughs> not even like I have no opinions on the 2008 financial yeah. crisis, other than like I finance is the C plus plus of like of money, <laughs> right? Like. It's like, it's a really bad idea. You should have stuck with C and now good luck people, right? Because you're all talking about shit that doesn't really exist and that you don't understand. And like the actual system is still down there somewhere, but you've forgotten how it works, right? But anyway. Well, that's our, that's the title of the episode. Yeah. So just. Anyway, Tom Nook is just one of those loan originators. So here's how this works. You. He's from Wells Fargo. You need 100%. Okay. You need a house, right? And I swear to God, this is how this works. So he builds you a little one-room house on this island. And after it's done, you move in to this house. At that point, after you have moved into the house, he tells you how much loan you owe him. So you have already gotten the house, and you've already moved into it. And then he's like, that's going to cost you 80,000 bells. He just (laughs) says this, right? Now, thankfully... And now you're just in debt? Yes. Correct. Okay. And there's a little automatic teller machine off to the side that you can use to check your loan balance. I'm not making any of this up. This is amazing. So it works... So in some ways, you know, a cynical person who comes to this game might say something like, Oh, this this is bad. You're teaching children that like... (laughs) Somehow, like, you get loans and then you just pay them back afterwards. You don't, it's like, no, no, no. This is an act. This game totally got it. Like, they simulated right. the actual loan origination process in America, which right. is somebody dupes you into moving into a house and then tries to charge you an exorbitant loan on the back end. The only thing that got wrong in this game is the loans are 0% interest. That's the ah. only difference. If they'd actually just stuck a high, if there was a shark character instead of a raccoon that charged right. higher interest, they would have basically had Wells Fargo or Washington right. Mutual. After or any 30 other, days, it goes Absolutely. Up. Yeah. Right, or, right. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. So you start in this game, you just start in, the in hole. debt. Yes. <laughs> and you don't know, That's... you don't even know how bad it is because if you've never played this game before, you don't know the currency. So it's almost, you know what, actually, it's almost as bad as like when people first immigrated to New York back in the day, like in 1800 right. arounds, they used to have, I'm sorry, was it? 1900. 1900. I've got a bad, that was wrong. 1900. They used to have scams where they would totally take immigrants from like coming in off, you know, one of the island, you know, one of the island stops like Ellis Island or something. And they would totally like scan them. They would like move them into an apartment and then just start like charging them like the, right? Because they had no idea. They didn't know the currency. They didn't speak the language necessarily, right? And, like, this is Tom Nook. Tom Nook is, like, the authentic 1900s New York experience with a cute raccoon. Right, right. Well, that brings me to something here, and then we'll go back. Which is, I am reading my financial little email okay. I get from, uh, and this is from, uh, where, where, who's this guy from? Is he just from, uh, yeah, he's just from Bloomberg, right? And he just talks about stuff. He's very funny. John yeah. gave him, yeah, I think you read the same one. Yeah, yeah. It's a good And newsletter. every day he has like kind of these droll stories about, you know, financial maneuvers that go right okay. or go wrong or whatever. Okay. And he has a really dry sort of writing. Today, I'm just reading along normally and it says, hey, I am apparently the only person in the coronavirus era who has not played Animal Crossing. Yep. But here is some financial news. <laughs> The estimated 12 million players of Nintendo's cartoon fantasy Animal Crossing New Horizons were informed last week about a move in which the Bank of Nook slashed yep. the interest paid on savings yep. from zero, uh, so from half a percent to uh, 0.05, so a 20th of a percent. Wait, is this, is this day over day interest? Like, is this, 
I, I don't know how or, this or is an, calculated. Because if it was annual, if they slashed the if annual interest rate, that, that would be And they're worthless. like, it's 160% per, per annual. But I think it is. I think it must note. be daily. Because normally what yeah. happens is you get like stuff at the end of a day in Animal Crossing. I see. So that's where they were probably like, nobody there understood the expectation. You know what? The people there were like... We're like the WHO in terms of their understanding of exponential growth. <laughs> so yeah, there you well, go. <laughs> it gets into this because the abrupt policy shift imposed by an obligatory software update on April 23rd provoked fury that a once solid stream of income had re- been reduced to a trickle with the stroke of a raccoon banker's pen. Yep, it's true. I am never going to financially recover from this, one player wrote. <laughs> no, An no, island no, recession no, no. incoming, said another. The, sh- the shock Bank of Nook rate cut mirrors efforts by monetary authorities around the world to ease the effects of the coronavirus by cutting rates and lowering long-term borrowing costs through vast bond-buying programs. He goes that that's... Uh, so he does that. Now he's commenting upon this. So I'm curious about this because... So it's pretty early on in the game's life cycle, but I'm guessing that they must have realized that if you compound 1%, well, what was the original interest rate? 1%? One, Half of a percent. Yeah. So so 0.5% is the original interest? Yeah. They must have realized that if you compound 0.5% over you know 30 times or 40 times or however much the amount was that that's enough to like totally explode the system their system up. and they're like oh crap we didn't think of this well he goes on to say i would not have guessed that there would be an a-, a recession in animal crossing in fact i would not have guessed that the animal and cr- crossing economy would have become a lot more robust as millions of people were stuck at home playing games animal cro- crossing is not enforcing social distancing or shutting down non-essential animals as far as we know which <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would have predicted inflation. So here's some more stuff. As many people, as many users have pointed out online, the lower interest rate means that the most effective way of making money is now to gamble on the game's internal stock market. Yes, the the turnip trade. I was going to get to this. A, A market in which the only commodity is turnip sold to investors during a single session on Sundays. The root vegetables rot and their value drops to zero after a week. So it's more like a commodity than a stock market. It's like pork bellies. Yeah. Players can also make money by catching and selling tarantulas, which fetch 8,000 bells apiece. However, these spiders are hard to find, appear only after 7 p.m. and are dangerous. Uh, a single weekly trading session. A single weekly trading session for turnips. I keep saying that that would be a good idea for stocks. I mean, I usually say a single half an hour per day, but still, whatever. I suppose the cartoon raccoons have things to learn from us economically, and we have things to learn from them. Um, so I definitely think that. Uh, yeah. I didn't even realize that there was a interest rates. I'm sure that was given to you in some bit of a dialogue balloon that I wasn't watching at the time. So I didn't realize <laughs> that there ever were interest rates. The loans you pay off don't seem to have them. So there must only be if you choose to put money into your savings account, I guess, which you right. do have at that little nook thing there. Right. Um, but anyway, okay. So let me tell you some more things because that's just the beginning, right? Okay. So you're always in hawk. In this game, you right. are... Always in hawk. You always have a So this is mirroring society fairly well at this point. Correct. Because whenever you want to make a change to your house, like add a room. So if let's say you pay off your actual original loan that you started out in debt in because of the, of the, like uh, the, because of them taking advantage of immigrants on this island, (laughs) you pay that off. And then you're like, I want to have just a bathroom or something or a kitchen because you only have one room. It's a studio apartment basically that you have that this raccoon built for you for 80,000 bells or whatever it is. You then have to get into Hawk again. So you're down to zero and he's like, oh, well, I could do that for you. Uh, Just let me know when. And then you're like, okay. And then after he puts the addition on, he's like, well, now you're only 180,000 bells in debt. And it goes up every time. (laughs) Right. right. So it's like it keeps going up and up and up and up and up until you're like 500 bell, 500,000 bells in debt for whatever, you know, your latest edition. Well, the first is, thing right? I would say about that is that doesn't mirror real life society in the sense that the contractor got the work done. For me, that is never the just case. Gonna I pay that. all the money and then my house still leaks. I so, was just going to yeah. say that. Yeah. So basically, like the the way that construction work works in this game is 
you pay the money or you you make the agreement and you say I'd like it done. The next day it's done. Wow. And and you're 150 grand bells in debt, right? And oh, I, I, I'd take that in a heartbeat. You, yes, my friend. you would. It would be I much would, better. Yes, for yeah, you certainly. Bend me over. I okay. will take that. So that is either intentional or unintentional. I don't know why they designed it that way, but that's what they did. One thing that is so interesting is eventually, after a couple of days or whatever, this shady dude shows up, and he has like this old broken down boat. That is parked oh, out no. back of the island. Literally. Yeah. I'm not, again, this is not any, I'm not colorizing this by like making any hyperboles or anything. Like this is full on just what it is. There's a sketchy dude who's like got a sketchy boat that's out in the back of the <laughs> island. And if you go in there, they have uh, actual, they have paintings that are actual paintings from our world so it'll be like the girl with the pearl earring for example okay literally taken from like the public domain reference photo on wikipedia or something it's in there okay now like an animalized version no it's the actual i'm telling you it is ripped from like the wikipedia or open art archive photographs of this thing amazing so you go in there and you look at these paintings and they're some of them are slightly wrong and others are correct and it's a it's your job is to not buy forgeries so like some of the art is just a forgery and you're supposed to look to see if there's like differences that you can spot from the original but the dude is a shyster and just tries to sell you them all regardless right amazing i know can you resell them yourself? So once you buy them, you can then take them to donate them to your museum. And like the curator, if you've chosen wisely, will be like, oh, it's an original, you know, whatever. Uh, and then if you put, chose poorly, they're like, what is this crap? This is something. And then throw it away? Yeah. Well, I don't know. what they, I think they just give it back to you. And they're like, we don't want this. This is amazing. Yeah. This is okay, so but, nuts. But none of this. This is just. It's, it's very interesting. But none of this is the primary reason that I actually originally sent you the email. The reason that I originally sent you the the email, I'm just going to start by telling you a story that had an impression upon me uh, when, like, I was a little kid. So there was a show, for those of you who are not as old as me and Jeff, uh, called Different Strokes, right? Which I don't... I have not seen an episode of Different Strokes. I mean, Bill Cosby, the Cosby show has been canceled. I don't know what Different Strokes would be interpreted as, but it was basically like a a wealthy white man yeah. adopts a a black child. Is the yeah, it's kind of like of Annie, show, I guess. Right? It's kind of like Annie. A, bi- so, a big Richie yeah. adopts two black children. I am sure Twitter would be outraged about almost every episode of this show if they went <laughs> back and watched it today. But at the time, that was not... In fact, at the time, it was probably considered progressive to, to show this. Really. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I was little, so I don't know what yeah. people thought of the show. But this had nothing, this has, that part of it has nothing to do with the fact that I remember one time they had like a two-episode special that was on child abuse. Because I don't know. Is if you this remember. when the guy was like showing him videos and stuff in his basement? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I know don't what remember. you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I had it's never. It's scary as fuck. It, okay. It's creepy today. First of all, I don't know where this sort of thing comes from exactly, but like at least in those days, and maybe still today, I don't know. But like the notion of a sitcom, for some reason, like people pushed like sort of. Uh, less like societal lesson messages that flip on you quickly in the sitcom in almost an uncomfortable way because you're like having a laugh and then something really serious comes up right like it's like oh haha here's a joke and then also domestic violence and you're like what the hell like it's it's really kind of a little bit jarring I think probably to today's sensibilities to have these things mixed so cavalierly but this was actually we definitely don't have the very special episode of thing anymore yes 
And so right. that's kind of a little bit odd, but that was not, so this is not that uncommon uh, in, in those days, I don't think, because I remember this happening in a lot of shows. Yeah. But this one in particular was like uh, the, the little kid, and I think he had a, a brother, buddy. right? Yep. Um, so uh, adopted, like like he was adopted, but there was also another kid who was adopted with him, or yeah, maybe Willis. this was maybe maybe this was like you know I, I don't know yeah. why it was I don't remember. Oh, you you remember? Yeah. I don't really remember. Willis and Arnold, I think. Okay, Willis and Arnold. So there's two of them. Yeah, Arnold was uh, the Gary Coleman or whatever. main main characters on the show. There's yeah. two main characters on the show. In this I mean, then there's the, the adults too, but I mean the yeah. the kids were kind of the main thing, right? And so uh, I think probably because Gary Coleman like kind of stole the show like he he was yeah, yeah. i don't know people thought he was really funny and so i think they maybe i don't know if they originally planned it to be about him but it often ended up being about him yeah, yeah, yeah. so in all the 80s ways where he had his little what you talk about willis catchphrases yes catchphrases exactly yeah. he yeah very so, 80s feeling exactly so anyway he was very popular so a lot of the plots ended up revolving around him if i remember correctly and in this particular episode it was a cliffhanger episode and basically what happened in this episode is the two kids like meet some neighbor or something mm -hmm. and like the i've seen this maybe in the yes. last year where i was like oh really i, I didn't ever see it when it was on tv i but i, I someone was like on can you I believe this TV. was on this show yeah keep going i saw it on tv the the and the writing if i remember correctly seemed fairly plausible too like yeah. they had either known about this or researched it but anyway yeah the neighbor basically like grooms the kids. Yep. Like he's kind of like, you know, come over to my place, like we'll do some stuff or whatever. And he just like slowly eases them into it until eventually, and I am not making a word of this up, like go look this up if yeah. you don't believe me. They full on went there. The neighbor's like, why don't you like pose for some pictures and stuff like with me or whatever? Like he had like, if yeah. I remember correctly, and I could just be misremembering, it's been 40 years at this point or something or 38 years since I've seen this show probably. Well, and Arnold, um, so it's Arnold and his friend. Yes. Not his brother. Yes. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is, uh, he, like, Arnold gets creeped out by the fact that the guy wants to take pictures, but the other, so Willis stays, I guess, is what happens. Well, Willis, it's not said, Willis that stays. It's, okay. uh, it's, it's some Arnold's friend. friend from school. Okay, Arnold's friend from school. Yeah. So Arnold goes back to, uh, and he's, he's like, like, I'm out of here, creepo. Yeah, so he makes a good decision here. <laughs> yes. But the friend leaves stays. his friend. He leaves his friend, but the, only because the friend won't come. He, he yeah. wants the friend. He, he doesn't yeah. leave him like, oh, I'm out of They're here. He's more like, you got to get out of here. And, yeah. yeah. And the cliffhanger, because you don't know what happens to the friend, they, they, if I remember, it's a two-part episode. So you don't <laughs> know. Like, they ended a fucking sitcom with maybe a character is going to get, like, child raped on this show. It's nuts. Right. But that's what they ended on. The cliffhanger resolves with the kid does get out of there somehow. I don't remember how. And the police come. And then they, like, a child psychologist, I think, comes to try and help the kid remember identifying information to figure out, like, where the guy lived or whatever. It's, it is nuts. <laughs> but the only reason I'm telling everyone this, other than this is Jeff and Casey's show, so whatever. The only reason <laughs> I'm telling anyone this is because to this day, I am terrified. Like, if, <laughs> if somebody were, and it's never happened to me, thank God, even as an adult, but if somebody were to, like, come down to the basement and, like, let's take some photos, I would freak out. It is burned into my brain that like this is a very dangerous situation and someone is going to get like sexually assaulted or worse. So in my mind, this is like it worked. This show 100% worked. Thank you to the writers yes. of this show for, for imparting this lesson onto me as a young child. But the point is that situation is definitely one that i am instinctively now afraid of oh worried about so animal crossing i know what you're going to talk about here because uh -huh. i talked about something with lauren and seth yeah and i think you're going to talk about the photo studio play okay yeah so at some point in animal crossing while you are playing right <laughs> i don't want to cast dispersions on anybody's culture but it's kind of a 70s free love love hippie like looking character too yeah it's so a hippie I'm character a little worried about whatever their notions might be just to begin with i'm you know 
uh, okay. He's like, why don't you come to my to my island? Right. We're not going to do this here. No. Why don't you come to my island and visit me? Right. This is he says this to, to yeah. you at some point, and from that point on, in the little travel options, you have a like go to his island. Now, mind you, if I'm not mistaken, his name is Harvey. Yeah, Harv or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So current events wise. Not the best. You can see yeah. where I'm going here. Like yeah. even the name choice may have been unwise for yeah. what's about to happen. When you eventually select that option, you fly a plane, right, to yeah. his island, and the only other person who is with you is a dodo who is a pilot who will be waiting at the dock. So you are by yourself. Right. You walk up there and he's like waiting there for you. In front of his house. He's like, oh, come on in, man. Like, check out my place. You walk in and it is empty. There is, they are big, open rooms, and the only things that are there. When you first walk into the main room, it is a changing screen, two spotlights, and a freaking camera, dude. And I, and it's 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 old timey kind of photography. Like you dress up no, like a cowboys. I don't. Okay, I don't know because I was like, you need to get out of here immediately. <laughs> I was like, I was like, You're like do Anna, not let me have the let me have the switch. I'm like, do not leave I've, immediately. Like, I've seen I, this I, episode immediately when this happened. Yeah. I was like, I am living in an episode of different strokes and I am very scared about what's going to happen right now. So I'm like, you need to get out of there. Do not take any pictures. Right. It was like <laughs> totally freaking me out. I totally lost it. And so then I had to come email you. I'm like, we have to talk about this. that is amazing. Anyway, it's, it's weird. Things like that, that are in your brain still, Yes. That have very strong connotations like yes. that yes. that you've long since forgotten about that then trigger yes. are crazy. It's almost like remembering a uh, the taste of something where you're just yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 you can tell your young brain was so overwhelmed the whole <laughs> cerebellum's like recording yes. how you felt. Yes. And then it slowly goes away, and then all you need is to pull that one little string on the sweater, and bam, it's all back. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it doesn't help that, like, it's a fairly... So, one of the things I think that probably happens... Well, this is true, like, uh, with, you know, immersion therapy and stuff like that, right? One of the things that's true is, like, the less unique something is, the less traumatic it it has to remain. Because if you're constantly doing something, your brain will then eventually overwrite that fear, probably. Yeah, so yeah. like I see. If, yeah. you know, if for some reason, and I don't know how this could possibly be the case, but if some reason my daily life since then had generally consisted of going down into strangers' basements and taking photographs, <laughs> I probably would no longer have that yeah, fear yeah. ingrained. But that's something that you never that never yeah, happens, right. right? It never happened to me and probably never will. And so the only association in my brain for <laughs> someone invites you over to their house and wants you to go into a creepy room to take a photograph is like, this is child abuse. Like that's, yeah. they're just connected yeah. and nothing. I've never had a counter experience. So, so I'm animal, sure the people in Amazon is yeah. undoing all the good work that well, whoever okay, or, did. or it's immersion therapy. I should have to create a character in Animal Crossing <laughs> and go take photos in the photo studio until I'm no longer frightened. But honestly, I'm not sure that's necessary. I don't know if I need to be unfrightened no. of this thing. It seems yeah. like a legitimate thing to be scared of to me. Yes. Well, I was going to say, so my understanding of what he does, because I was like, Okay. Wait, there's a hippie in there. Does he like yeah. is he like selling tie-dyes and weed and stuff? And they're yeah, like, no. no. That would he be runs awesome. a, he sells a, weed to kids. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be that. Like yeah. we're just normalizing everything at this point. Okay. So we're like, okay. all right, let's look. Yeah. Weed's good, it's fine. Yeah. And then so I I uh that's what I went to and like, no, he runs a photo studio where you yeah. dress up. And then he takes pictures of you in old time. Because I remember doing that as a child where you dressed up like cowboys and like old timey clothes and do that. And it sucks and the clothes are like full. They're just terrible. And all you do is you walk away with the one picture and then 20 years later, like, oh, yeah, I remember that afternoon. It was hot and terrible. 
Um, that was not I, how it happened on different strokes, but that, okay. That, yeah, that was not how it happened. All right. Um, yeah, so I, I was actually a kid when that show was on and playing. Older than uh, most of the people that were watching it, but it was a cultural phenomenon. It was like, you know, Gary Coleman, I think, was like, chilling with michael jackson and stuff it was like oh, a big yeah. um, no, cultural no, yeah. thing absolutely yeah um it was i mean it was one of the most popular shows of that of that you know year or two or whatever yeah I and i remember it being everyone like, watched it. oh that's when tv was bad and the writing was bad and like yes all the shows if you were watch bad. a lot of tv yeah. from there it's barely watchable like, yeah most of it's, it's bad, remarkably yeah. bad considering yes. that movies were quite good then like that yeah, didn't, that's true. didn't trickle down into no. the into the the TV shows for the yeah. most part. Um, anyway, the the so but wait, yeah, why did you on, watch some, this recently? Oh, well, somebody on Reddit was like, "Can you believe this was on like the number one rated show in America at one time?" Okay. And I watched it, and it's the actor is kind of that that character actor you see in a lot of stuff, and he usually plays very likable. Characters. Yes, you're correct. It was. I think he's in yeah. some Christopher Guest movies. I sort of remember, but I might be getting that wrong. Anyway, he's just so sweet. And then he's yeah. like, come down here and watch yeah, have yeah, a yeah. little wine. And like he yeah. uh, and then he turns on movies and he's like yeah. weird movies. And you're like, oh, my God, this just keeps they just keep souring the milk in the yes. way that it probably gets soured. But yes. it's stressful as shit. So, yes. Yeah, that's amazing. So, can you leave the your island whenever you want in this oh, game? Um, well, the way that Animal Crossing works is really the the island, as far as I know, is the only real environment. So you're you're basically on the island the entire time doing stuff, but you have two sort of like uh, extra activities you can do. One is you can travel to someone else's island. Like, so, like if I played, you can come see my island and see my ship? Correct, yeah. Okay. And, this, and that's a big part of the game, right? It's like that sort of like, oh, you know, I because it's like, it, like I said, it's a dollhouse kind of simulator. You make your environment that you think is cool, and I make my environment that I think is cool, and then we, like, we show them off. Like, oh, see, I set this thing up here, and I made this little thing here, right? It's not functional. Nothing does anything in Animal right. Crossing. It's just, it's artistic. It's like visually creating, just like a dollhouse, visually creating the scene you wanted to make, right? That's what it is. It's a diorama, right? Okay. So, so and can they, people go to somebody's island when they're asleep and like... No, I don't think so because okay. I'm pretty sure it's not stored persistently. I could be wrong about that. I think it's only like on your machine. Maybe that's not true. Okay, I, don't, okay. I haven't looked at that. But the point is you can basically set whether you want to accept guests or not during your play session. So while you are playing, you say, I do see. I want the door open or do I want the door closed, basically? And if it's open, then any of your friends who you've invited can just come anytime they want to. And it tells you. They're like, oh, this person is arriving now or whatever, right? <laughs> um, the other time is when you go to an island that is basically randomly generated for resource farming. So what happens is one of the things you can do is like, oh, I need to make some bells to pay off the loan that I'm always in hock to this raccoon for. <laughs> this is for. not what I want to do. I mean, this is life. So you go and you fly to a randomly generated island and you just like pick some of the resources from there, like things from trees or catch some fish or whatever, and you go back. And so those are really the only two things there are. So when you say leave the island anytime you want, not only yes, you can, but the island is really the entire game. Like the game exists on that island. That's pretty much right. what it is. And like I said, much like a dollhouse, the island is your dollhouse. You're creating right. this because unlike the original game, you actually control the whole island. You pick where the other people's houses go. You like landscape it. So it's it's a whole island dollhouse like size dollhouse. It's not just your house that you control. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So in this thing, if you if you don't log in for thirty days and then you log in, is all your shit dead, or does it? It's exactly where you left it. Yes and no. I mean, it it's a it's Animal Crossing is a real time clock, so okay. it doesn't matter like how many times you play or any of that stuff it just goes by the real-time clock and so how they actually implement some of that stuff i'm not sure it's 
probably not actually quite a real-time clock, but it does do things sort of like that. So if you don't log in for a long time and you come back, there'll be like weeds everywhere probably and stuff, I right? See, I see. But because it's non-functional, <laughs> it's not like your stuff will br- like. There's nothing to stop working because there is no machine. I like, see. It's not. It's not like one of the games that you play, like tower defense or like that. What's that one with the ooze? Um, that you where like I flatten the worlds where you flatten the world. Oh, I don't remember what it's called. It's uh, not like one of those games yeah. where there's like a, any kind of adversarial interaction with the environment. It's literally right. just like, look, you own a bunch of objects. Those objects have no function and do not decay. They're just there to make an interesting like environment for you. And you come and pick apples or plant things or catch fish or whatever to make money and have something to do, but no one's going to die or starve to death if you don't do those things, I see, as far I as I know, right? Well, I tried to get another. I have a Switch. I have not played anything on it. Link The, the Link There's game didn't get me play. anyway, and so uh, I got it, and then I got Mario Kart in the Breath of the... Uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. And neither one grabbed me long enough to keep me plugged in. And then it mm. ran out of juice. And I never picked it up again. Anyway, yes. uh, I was like, oh, I'll get a, one of these for Dawn, too. And they're now impossible to get because obviously everybody's just stuck at home playing them. But we tried to get one. And we did get one for Mitch from the Nintendo store. Uh, What's can, the Nintendo store? You well, like an the Nintendo store thing or? we can. You, it's one year you order dev kits and stuff from. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, and they so, sell retail kits there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, not, you could very sh- small numbers and stuff, right, but right, it's right. not. It's so uh, crazy to order from. You really don't want you to. It's do like yeah. you have to fax in credit card information <laughs> and like yeah. it's. Old school. It's it's really old school. So Mitch got one. I was like, I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to deal with that any of that garbage. So um, yeah, I think Don will probably try to play uh, when gotcha. we get up to Seattle next week, uh, and then we'll see. We will see. It's definitely the kind of game that is pretty easy to casually play because yeah. there isn't anything particularly pressing. You can't about die it. or something, yeah. And and it, like the worst thing that happens is your progress is slow, right? Right. So there's no, you can't even really backslide, as far as I can tell. So you're always making forward progress. So it's a very relaxing, simplistic game in terms of that. However, I mean, I'm sure that doesn't stop people from totally min-maxing it right, right. Uh, if you're that kind of player but you know it's well, the other, certainly not necessary the other funny one and we talked about this because I sent you a video of how bad this game is it's uh, one of these um, what was the first uh, oh, I guess, words with friends yeah well this it's actually Scrabble by a company called right, Scopely right. Yeah, and they're yeah. kind of one of those companies that wants to be the farm bill people but just wasn't yep, yep. Um, and then farm not Farmville. I'm not even thinking of the right game. Um, anyway, or the right company for that mobile forward. Zing- Farmville's Facebook. Zynga? Zynga. They wanted to be that, another Zynga. That was with far- the- that's Farmville. Zynga made okay, Farmville. Okay, cool. You got the right people. Anyway, uh, they wanted to be that. They expected to be that. And then, like, you know, Zynga, you know, all those kind of companies that kind of explode and go away. And then there's, like, all the imitators left. Yeah. You know, grasping at straws anyway one of the things is they they the scopely is one of the worst ones in terms of just like plugging just gunk into a game and yes. and no smart stuff going into it at no. all anyway they somehow got the license for scrabble so that's how you play scrabble on an ios device the official scrabble <laughs> and it's the entire screen the entire screen is hot with stuff you press on that gems come out and things roll oh, yeah, on yeah, and yeah. cards and this and that. None of it's Scrabble. Scrabble no. is like buried into this little corner and it's like playing Operation to get a Scrabble game started. And then they even fucked up the Scrabble part where, you know, part of Scrabble is just memorizing the two-letter and three-letter words so you can always yep. kind of get yourself out of trouble and yep. clog the board up and stuff. Yep. Um, the, the pattern recognition to find the long words you, you get better at as your vocabulary is better, but the difference between intermediate and 
basic players are just you know the the ground game the you know tactical control of the board with lots of two letter cloggage well, you uh, also said that in this version of Scrabble, you couldn't lie, and that's a massive part yeah, of yeah, real Scrabble. Yeah, no li- there's Even no tournament-level scra- yeah. Scrabble, yes. there's like a lot of deception, was my understanding. Exactly. Trying to trick people into thinking you played a false word or playing a false word and seeing if you get away with sure. it. Yeah, they, up that's until gone. probably the very, very top, where probably those people know the whole dictionary. But Yeah, so, so there's that weird part there that they took out. And I'm not even that mad at them for taking that out because it is kind of it's the kind of part where you get people mad at each other in a game anyway it doesn't (laughs) matter uh the part that kills me is they let you just put letters on the board everywhere and it lights up red or green if the word's good so really the game becomes who fiddles with the tiles the longest and fiddling doesn't help with a big seven letter word although you often get seven letter words where you're like I don't know, put well, yeah, try like, in that? front of this. Trianazole. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess that's a word. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, it means. Yeah. All I know is yeah. when I looked on the online dictionary, it says it's triazoline. I'm like, yeah. that's not a great definition, sir. Anyway, it's it's, it's kind it's, of like uh it's kind of like you're using you're using your brain's Markov compression model for English. And rather than actually pulling out a word, you're just feeding like random shit into it. Yeah. And seeing what it pops word out. Word stems just, and like, hoping to get yeah. it. Yeah. It's like Shannon's blackboard or whatever, it, where he's just like, pick a bit, one or zero. And then you like put some English sounding thing after it, you know? I mean, like Scrabble's um, 90, at least 90 years old, I think. And like, it's been around forever. Yeah. And like, they just threw all that away. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, like Scrabble for teens. I would have just done it like, all right, all right, we're not going to allow this fake words let you put any word down hit submit if the word's not a word it gets rejected and you lose a turn then yeah. you'd have a penalty for the bluff all that it still yeah. works yep. nope they just let you do it so these games the best part about that like the best part I just don't about know how that. you fuck up a 90 year old game it's literally well, been thing. around if it was an ai jeff this might have made sense because you're like well they didn't know or want to make a computer opponent figure out how to like guess well like the, yeah. you know because it either has a dictionary or it doesn't and it's like how does that work there it's other humans on the other side yeah. it just works yeah. you can just have them play it like yeah. you didn't need to do anything the game just works but they were yeah. like nah. nah it's so nuts it's it's hysterical to see a game uh that is so packed with not the game and yeah. then when you do get into the game you realize they fuck that up too so you're just like Yep. Wow, this is good. And of course, it's fully added up and all the stuff that you hate about yeah. everything now. But even that, you set that aside and it's still fucked. So, yeah. Well, the one that that is one of the things that's particularly weird to bring it back to Animal Crossing. One weird thing about playing Animal Crossing is that it's designed exactly as if it was going to try to ask you for money all the time, but then it doesn't. So, the weird part about it is all the same stuff you would see in like one of those like, you know, handheld clicking games. They're there. They're like, "Oh, you know, yeah, this is the guy who like you uh you get wallpapers from this camel and like he gives you like tickets that if you get enough tickets you can redeem them for a wallpaper and then like what's this oh this is nook miles every time every time you do something you get more nook miles you can redeem nook miles for like vouchers that let you do stuff and you're just like it it feels like at any point here they're just wait maybe maybe they are waiting to turn on the like Pay pay five dollars for more camel coupons or whatever, well, and, but they don't. I also feel like people are really good at exploiting arbitrage potential, especially okay. people that play a game a lot because you just yeah. start intuiting like what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if there's not another human anti-intuiting your intuiting, you know, that are is kind yes. of counteracting right. what you're doing because you don't have an adversary. Yeah, right. Then people figure that shit out eventually, so they're probably going to be like. Keep yeah. changing the interest rate. Keep oh, fucking yeah, yeah, with yeah. the with the yeah. camel coupons to miles conversion yeah. rate, and then finally, like we need to get an uh, uh, economist in here just to keep our shit under control. Um, yes. Well, yeah. I'm sure they didn't design the economy stuff very well because you can kind of tell from the game it's probably got a bunch of holes like that. That well, they if will it have is a daily interest rate, I- I'm just saying. 
if Nintendo wants to give me that interest rate, I would yeah. definitely give them yeah. more than just a switch worth of money to hold on yes. to me for me. That is yes, yes, fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But you'd have to also buy a bunch of turnips, apparently. Which is a yeah, separate you issue. know, sometimes you have to you sometimes You don't it, even like turnips. No, do you? I don't like turnips. No. Um yes. Uh that actually all this talking about these weird economies reminds me of the thing that somebody told me this joke of like who knew that like being locked inside is going to make everybody make sourdough bread from scratch but oh right right yes yes we did get we we have obviously been having to make bread and stuff but one of the things is eventually we were like you know why don't we get some sourdough yeast because all we have is yeast yeah and the sourdough people on the internet are just as crazy as fucking Harv, man. They, the really, oh, the paperwork. Like we, you get an envelope full of. It's like a little plastic baggie of dust. It looks so much like we ordered heroin and it came in the mail. Like you okay. open this, you open an envelope and there's a rubber bag. Uh, I mean, a plastic sealed bag full of like dust. Oh, yeah. You yeah. pour into water and then you yep. feed it with flour and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. But the writing that comes with it is like, R, look, if you're thinking of throwing this away, you better call me. Our, our strains are incredibly active. And if you think they're dead, they're just not. You're just not feeding them enough. Give them more. You have to feed them for five days. Don't even email me. If you haven't fed them for five days, you cannot feed them for three months and then feed them and it'll come back. That's how good our strains are. So I don't want to hear it, man. But the guy and the guy's like called Zourdough with a Z. He's a lunatic. And this is basically, okay, no, I don't know if this guy is or isn't a lunatic because here's the thing. That guy is basically like the john blows twitter replies of sourdough <laughs> all all he yes. sees yes. all day are idiots who fucked up the sourdough okay <laughs> so he's you even though you are being totally rational with him and you will be able to use the sourdough that you purchased just fine and not fuck it up right all he hears all day is people like it i don't know work. i put it i put it on top of the bread and it doesn't taste sour and you're like it's yeast, you stupid <laughs> shit right like so so that's that's what happened to him he was probably totally sane when he started this business but, but and now he, went he online. is at he is at wit's end, yeah. just completely surrounded by idiots and drowning well, in it. Well, also, right? That's it's what not happened. just online. He's like, he's probably one of the businesses that Corona's like, he's killing it. Everybody needs yeast. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. he's like mailing this well, and out. That's, but to that's people even who've worse. never done anything exactly. with yeast. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. the worst possible case. Yes. That's the worst possible case. Internet Absolutely. plus amateurs plus. Yeah. <laughs> We actually took a drive today to get flour, in fact, um, just so we'd have a good stockpile of it. Because we had bought some at Costco, but at this point, I think the Costcos are just out. Oh, okay. You can't get it anymore. You know what I mean? I'm a little worried because we, so. we got to get up there. Sean told me most of the things are okay around him. Like, But, yeah, uh, we're going to have okay. to restock yeah. from scratch. Uh, gotcha. When we get there on Tuesday or Wednesday in a, in a half a week or a week. And uh, that's the that's uh, just going to be refilling all that stuff up again. But gotcha. we'll see. Do you uh, need some sourdough starter? I can hand some off to you. Yeah, we may we may have to do a like you set the set it down on a a bench. I can walk away, and then I will walk up yeah. to it, get it. No, I just we mean, can just we, we can want have it to look off as, one of ours and feed it, and then just give it to you, and it will grow yes, at your place, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I might take you up on that. We'll see if we'll see where we're at when we get our first yeah. big shop in. Carl Junior. Junior. I mean, I can order from old Zourdough himself and get this guy going again. Get you this, could do that. Get too. This thing going. Yeah, um, yeah. But or yes. bring it on the plane. Will they let you bring Sourdough Starter? on I'm the not plane? taking a baggie full of something that looks yeah. like <laughs> it looks so yeah. much like heroin. Yeah. It was like this yeah. brown powdered. In a baggie that he wrote yeah. on with a marker. I'm like, this yeah. does not look good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that like, or maybe this is not true, but can you get on a plane with putty? 
Because I'm assuming no, because like with like what? putty, like with so you know you get on a plane and they're like, here's all the things you can't have, yeah. and like one of them is like gel, and one of them is like liquids more than three ounces or whatever, right? Yep. And then electronics that we don't like or whatever. I don't know. Like they, they're who knows? I'm not sure there how they rules. determine it, right? But like I was trying to think, like what does sourdough starter fall under? It's kind of like a paste. I think and I'm if guessing it was the under paste three ounces, be you'd be fine. So that's all you would need too. You yeah. could just take three ounces of your own stuff. Yeah, it'd put it in, in a, a thing, weird, and you're in done. A weird bottle. Yeah. Um, just hope it doesn't grow too much during the flight and burst out of the bottle, <laughs> or grow to over right. three ounces. I will say, right. as he suggested, they were very active. We put in one feeding, came back four hours later, and it had filled the entire mason jar. So we we're like, okay, yep. okay. Um, yep. So we got on our sourdough the first day. We didn't expect to do that for a couple of days, but yeah. Um, yeah. Are you baking beautiful loaves of bread now? We did have one. I mean, it looked like it. The, the funny thing was when you cook bread and you have like a pizza stone and you have good yeast, the bread just looks amazing always. Like yeah. we've had some where like, oh, we didn't quite let the middle get quite done enough and it still tastes good. But now we're pretty good at it. We can bang those out without thinking about it, which is nice. Um, yeah. And that makes it's it's. Sourdough is the best one for poachers, too, so it's the good match. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be different. You know, we're going from a house down to the condo in, in, in Seattle, so I don't know. It's going to be a weird scene for the next couple months. So, I feel like we, we made a mistake not renting a house, probably, because, like, honestly, it's just it's really hard because it's, it's so easy to leave a house. You just walk out yeah. the door. You don't have to worry. As soon as you go, like, I don't know what your guys' plans are, but, like, once you're in a building, you can't even go out the door without having to think about, well, how am I going to be not contaminated by just touching the doors and the elevator and stuff, yep, right? Yep. So it's way, way, way worse. So we would like to move at yep. some point probably because you're like, if this is going to go on for a long time, it's almost impossible to deal with uh, apartments and condos. And, and it's just like so that, much right? easier to get deliveries at home, too. For us, that's like it, yeah. on your porch. I have a, just a yep. big sprayer of yep. alcohol, yep. spray everything yep. down, let it set 15 yeah. minutes, take it apart. It's so easy. Yeah. And that at the condo yeah. is going to be a, a whole yeah. production. So I'm wondering if like like rental unit style prices are just going to tank because of this sort of thing oh yeah i have no idea what's gonna happen yeah like are condos just gonna massively devalue or not like i have no idea yeah yeah it all depends on how long it takes i suppose yeah or if people have that reaction i may be the only person thinking that i don't know yeah it's nuts it's it is it is i will say you know just having a porch to have people leave stuff on makes it not nearly as bad yeah so. And being able to just walk around outside mm-hmm. without having to like suit up to like touch, you know, be in an elevator or something or, or stairwell that's yeah, like exactly. you know, coronavirus central or whatever. So yeah, no, it's oh, gonna well. be a, it's gonna be a whole new stage of this for me. So we'll see we'll see how it goes. Well, yeah, let me know if you need some sourdough starter and we'll all figure right. out a handoff, and that we'll get that going. Do you keep sa- yeah. sourdough and normal yeast going at all times? Normal yeast? Well, like sourdough yeast has that. You know, we have both, we have two little yeast growths, um, one for making sourdough oh. bread and one for making bread bread is all. Huh. Yeah. I've never thought of them as being different because sourdough bread usually just means natural starter. It doesn't necessarily mean the bread tastes sour, at least to me. Well, it's the, 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 I think they're more active because right. the bubbles in the bread are so much bigger. Huh. Like the, the, I don't know. Yeah. I think it has to do with how much how much volume they make in the in the dough when it's rising per hour or something but but it's just different strains of yeast you yeah, mean? yeah yeah or, exactly okay yeah we only have one strain here i mean technically we have two because there's two jars but it's 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 actually and, the same. And, and most yeast you could i mean you can put out some fruit in the backyard and get it like there's way the internet has the ways of like oh here's how you just get your own yeast well that's our ours is a natural yeah. we didn't order it yeah. it's it's just was made from the air yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah. It's which crazy. is, the, which is the way to go if you are in quarantine and can't get access to anything you can just make you your own yeast. the problem is you need flour yeah the but. first person that figured out that that turned into bread he was surprised. He's like, "Wow, <laughs> wow, guys! You're never gonna believe this." So it does seem like an odd process yes. to have gone through. I also like imagining that 
it wasn't a process that got better. It's just one day a full loaf of bread came out of the oven. He's just like, wow, look at this. Yeah, you you like it. They, they just went right to like yeah. the finished product, right? It was like all of it was, and it was like a cheese. It was like a cheese bread with pepperoni right. in it too, or something, right? It was like it wasn't just a basic bread. It was like an olive loaf or something. Perfect. Yeah, with with sea salt topper. Well, all right. Well, we've got this. We we joked about saying we don't know if this will go long enough, but you know what? We get yeah. into the details. It's gone long enough, and it's gone long enough. Well, if you have Animal Crossing stories or yes. Animal Links, both or if of you've them. been traumatized by watching a sitcom in your childhood and can't play some part of Animal Crossing, such as myself, yes, then you are always welcome to write into the Jeff and Casey Show and tell us about it at podcast at Jeff and Casey Show dot com. And and we will read this. I I'm always up for a a, a, a listener link in the morning. It's when Absolutely. I blast through them. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. Take care, we'll and we will see, see you next week. See you next time. <laughs>